Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast, back yet again as the Celtics continue to put the finishing touches on their 15-man roster. My name is Brian Robb, joined by Brian Brandoni as the Celtics make a nice late August signing to break up the news cycle, Ryan, bringing in See, Makai Luke, I'm going to keep working on that name. I think I'm kind of close there. Makai Luke, I believe. Makai Luke, I think. Makai. I don't know if there's a. I I think the K. Is there a K? If there's a, is there's a K in there, but it's probably more of an H than the K. Makai Luke, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One year deal. Uh, I assume the guarantees are not out yet. I assume this is a partial guarantee of some sort. Uh, Probably playing for a roster spot with, you know, I'd say he's a favorite for one after reportedly turning down some overseas offers uh in the past month here but yeah initial impressions about this guy who uh really really shot the lights out for a, a tanking hornets team the last two months of last year so that's those are the numbers everyone's gonna be clinging to with this signing yeah i'd actually be surprised if it's not guaranteed um because in part you know he did have offers overseas by that's all the reports but he's also i mean he's a legitimate nba player like i think you could say that not just on the whatever 20 games last year uh, with Charlotte, where he where he played well, uh, he had done some good things in the past on a different teams. He's twenty six, something like that, right? So, yep. um, squarely sort of entering his prime, and he can shoot, and uh, there are holes in his game. But in terms of, he's not really a fifteenth man. Like he's better than a fifteenth man. He's I think he'd be ahead of some of the other guys who are on the roster for sure in terms of the rotation. Uh, but we have reached that point of the off season where we're full on in. Let's talk about guys who are gonna get a pretty pretty healthy number of dmps during the year and and uh maybe we'll have a couple games where they come in and and shoot the lights out for a game here or there and and guys like that can can get you a win um whereas guys who kind of have more jack of all trades master of none sort of guys i i feel like sometimes at the end of the bench can't really do anything other than than hold the fort in a way that that doesn't really get you there with a guy like this you can envision a game where he comes in because they're resting guys on a back-to-back and scores 15 points on seven shots and like kind of wins you a game. So I'm always, always for having a guy like that around who can, who can shoot and play like this. And he's a good offensive player. Uh, and I think completely acceptable particularly you know, for the minimum in particular, even if it's fully guaranteed, I would expect him to make the roster and, and play some play more than, you know, Banton or somebody like that, if he makes the roster as well. Yeah. I mean, Ben's Ben has almost like, it's like a hundred thousand dollar guarantee, like very, very low guarantee for him. Yeah, but it, 
I forget he, he's on the roster, actually. Yeah, honestly, like it is, and he didn't do much to like stand out in the roster at, at summer league either. Um, to at least make you think that he's gonna be able to give them something in a defensive type role. But yeah, this is, and I'm looking there is so the basketball reference pronunciation. First of all, Makai Luke is the is the emphasis of the emphasis Ooh. on the the K in the middle there, um, which is a real curveball. And you look at it, you look at the last name, so we're gonna have to get used to that. But the thing that stood out to me the most here, and you already hit like 63% of his shot attempts in the NBA have been from three point range. And Joe Mazzula must be doing cart- cartwheels when seeing those type of numbers. Um, only a 36% career shooter from three, which is why he's played for six different teams in six seasons. Um, but certainly this will be the best team he's played for. And the, variety of open looks he'll get when he does get chances on nights where guys are resting or guys get hurt uh, is going to be up there. So, yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens wanted to add a wing, and I like this over a TJ Warren or a Lamar Stevens in terms of guys that actually might be able to give you something with um, offensively with with a little bit of offensive upside left as opposed to Warren, who looks like he's obviously going in the other direction at this part of his career. I mean, I could see Warren sort of in the same way that I that I see Mikhail Luke, um, where he could win you a game, you know, a regular season game yeah. here or there. Uh, in that same way of like, he's. I think part of the question with these guys is what are they willing to accept as a role, and I don't just mean like where you fit in a rotation, but for particularly for this Celtics team, like, are you willing to take DMPs, right? Are you willing to sign a contract here, knowing that you are not going to play every single game? And a guy like T.J. Warren could reasonably look at that and be like you know i want to continue to have a career after this Um, and i have a big enough name where i don't want to be in a position where i am at at risk of falling into a position where i take five straight dmps and like that almost changes the way that that the league views me or something like that um even if he's not as good of a player or an equal player probably like these guys are probably about the same level of player that we're talking about right uh where there's just a thing about like name recognition and how many jobs you're gonna be able to get in the future off of the fact that you play really well in the bubble or that you had a hot shooting stretch for the Detroit Pistons at some point or that you started some games in Lamar Stevens' case for for Cleveland where like can you do you have enough cachet or name recognition around the league where you can reasonably leverage three more years of your career out of that um I think that Warren probably thinks that he can and probably is right um Mikhail if he was already talking to teams in Europe might be looking at this being like this might be my last year so I'm okay playing that role and taking my two million dollars um so that that kind of thing factors into it as well, even if, again, like, I don't think these players are notably different in terms of their quality of, of play. And then there's also the question of role, like you said, you know, Missoula ball, they're going to shoot a lot of threes next year. They're going to shoot a lot, a lot of threes next year. And so to have a guy who, even if he's 36% for his career, that's more difficult than average shots that he's taking probably in there. Like, I think that he's a legitimately very good three-point shooter. And so it's a reasonable thing if that's the seems to be the strategy that the, that the team is leaning pretty heavily into. Um, and that's, a, you know, we've talked about it. Like, it's a reasonable strategy. You can look at the numbers and be like, yeah, you should shoot tons of threes. The league wants you to shoot tons of threes. You should shoot tons of threes. Um, you can get frustrated and annoyed by that when they don't go in. Um, but they have a vision and you at least have to give them credit, even for the moves that I don't like, that they do seem to be signing guys that fit into a vision for how they want the team to play. Uh, and that's better than sort of putting together a roster that that doesn't make sense in terms of how what how the pieces are fitting together 
Um, and then it's just up to each individual fan to decide if you like that vision or not. But there is at least there is a vision there that I think he fits into. All right, let's take a break to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. That's to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduelcom slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. And now back to the show. Yeah, it's funny because he was, this this deal was rumored to be offered for weeks now. Yeah, wow. Like that it was on the table. Like, and so I wonder if anything changed there or if he was just like, you know what, screw it. Like, I'm willing to, like you said, willing to just take sacrifice to be like, you know, be on this team to get a chance. And maybe he makes the most of all the opportunities and parlays that into something bigger down the road on the playoff team if the right situation, if the right injury hits and he, or he just, you know, somehow plays his way into a ninth or 10th man during the regular season. Um, but yeah, he probably had, you know, a good amount of money waiting for him overseas. And I mean, I guess that money's probably not going away, but uh, for me, I like, I like this. If the options him versus TJ Warren, I like this for a, for like the three point shooting, like you mentioned and B the Suns let TJ Warren walk away. And to me, when they literally had to fill up their whole bench with, veteran minimum guys. So for me, that's as big of a red flag as you're going to see if they got a close look at him for 30 games and we're like, yeah, no, we're, we will literally take eight or nine other minimum guys over you. And to, for at least with, with him, he's going to get a chance somewhere, but um, given where, where his injuries at, given his, you know, the three point shooting for him has never really been there. He's more of a, you know, long two drive to hoop type guy. Um, I like this as a fit, for the roster more than more than Warren. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Warren, it is a two-way street. Like, maybe he didn't want to go back there. Um, mm. And in the moment, you know, now looking that he doesn't have a team, that seems like it would have been a bad <laughs> decision. But, like, we don't know what what exactly happened there. Uh, like I was saying, you know, maybe he's looking at it saying, like, oh, okay, well, I'm on this team now. I'm going to be behind all these, all these guys. And I'm not going to get enough minutes or whatever. I don't know. I agree that it looks like his career is winding down. But I also think that, like I said, the name TJ Warren and some of the stuff that he's done, he will probably continue to get chances for at least a while longer. Um, and we'll see, you know, whether or not he's able to to play 10 games and not be able to prove it and fall out and, the, you know, careers end pretty suddenly sometimes. Um, as we're talking about this, I'm I'm sort of uh, reminiscing on the, the blogger days 
of that we both have have lived through and i feel like we we're missing out on like the paul shirley voice at this time of the year i don't know if you remember paul shirley oh sure yeah yeah right he was a was a, a popular blogger blogging about his sort of end of the bench life and and what it meant to go and jump around and playing in all different countries and being super happy to get a 10-day contract and all the stuff that you sort of the life of of a guy at that end of the the roster um and that that sort of voice has disappeared as as blogs in that era of the 2000s have disappeared but i kind of wonder what the life of these guys is and and what it's like for uh mikhail luke when he's making that decision about am i going to go and and take a you know take a contract in europe or am i going to try to hang on and and take this this deal with a team where I, again i might not play that much and what that means for for their careers going forward especially when you are 26 years old right this is not somebody who's 35 or or in their 30s it's somebody who really should be entering their prime and is looking at it being like what do i want for the rest of my career and what it means to be a player who's somewhere deep in the ro- in the rotation of a really good team versus playing on a tanking team and getting more minutes versus playing on a really good team for good money in europe and what all that looks like it'd be nice to have somebody with that voice back uh who we could you know sort of telling those stories i think would be interesting in, in this era like it was then because we don't know what these guys decision making processes are are like and it is funny that it you know we had heard that rumor about about Mikhail like a month ago and it just sort of hung out there and then you hear that they're talking to these other players and working them out and did the Celtics withdraw their offer and then put it back out after working out these other guys and saying like oh, that doesn't look so great were they working these guys out thinking that they were going to Europe were they working them out thinking they might sign two of them we just don't really know enough about about what it was but I think we can say that the player that they got again makes sense and is a totally fine player to be your 11th or 12th guy in, in your rotation fit into the vision of the team um is you know the right age to to sort of know how to to be an nba player and on a roster like this whereas maybe some of those other the other guys who they looked at maybe they were maybe they weren't but but again if any guy who you have for that role and you bring in and you say like so by the way you aren't going to play much that might sort of end it for some of these guys where they're like no no no, i need to continue on with my nba career where mikhailu can look at it and say like yeah you know if this doesn't work out i know i have a year from now, I'll have those same offers in Europe and and can take those. So a lot of those dynamics, we just don't know. Um, they're interesting. I would like, you know, I, I found it interesting to read about back then. But uh, these days, who knows? The money's really good. That's the other thing you can say, right? He's gonna, he, all these guys are going to make. They've had enough years in the league where you're talking about making $2 million to, and plus your per diems and flying around on on private jets and chartered flights and staying in nice hotels and, and all that, like... Uh, I don't feel bad for any of these guys. They're all living the dream, even if they don't don't get on the court very often. Maybe he thinks he can outplay some of these guys too. That's, but you're yeah, right. It's like might. that's, but it's certainly like this is not a bad gig for him if you want to stay in the NBA. If you're getting close to guaranteed or a fully guaranteed deal here, um, you have a good chance at an NBA title, and maybe more than that down the line with. Uh, a good show in some of these games and knowing that this team is going to be looking for cheap talent for the long term if he ends up being a good fit. Um, so sees up to 14 players now. Um, Blake Griffin still kind of hanging out there. Brad Stevens saying some glowing words about him this week on EI um, for a, a Jimmy Fun appearance, a fundraiser appearance. Uh, Blake also raving about Boston and a uh, separate podcast appearance uh, a couple weeks back. What do you, is this an open invite? Do you think to have Blake come back for that final spot? Do you like, do they, do they need one more big on either that spot or a two way spot just for depth purposes here? What's uh, what do you do here knowing that they're obviously going to sign a bunch more guys for camp, but who, 
who who's your odds on favorite for that final spot, if anyone, or do you leave it open? Um, I don't. I mean, leaving it open is just a money thing. Like fill it. I don't care. Um, Blake's fine. Everybody seemed to like him. Obviously, Brad liked him. Um, he had good moments during the year when he when he did play. Thought he was useful. So that would be my choice if you know if it's available. If he wants to come back, if he wants to play at all, uh, it's hard to hard to say for sure where he's thinking. And two way guys. I know you talked to four. Excuse me, to Forsberg about it. Where like a two way big. I just don't believe they're going to play. I don't think they're going to make a difference. So I don't really see that. Um, I would probably go more towards a veteran if you're looking for somebody to fill that. There's just so much injury risk to be then looking and being like, ah, we have a two-way guy who's like not proven at all in the NBA on the back end of a roster who might actually have to play for a team with this kind of, uh, you know, looking to, to hopefully win a title. That seems kind of risky. I got to you get in that role probably is going to be any worse than the guy you get who's a veteran, to be honest, but in terms of coaching trust and things like that. Yeah, if Blake wants to come back, it's totally cool with me. Bring him back. Is there anybody out there who you would prefer? The two-way guys, like, we have no idea what any... Yeah, no, I mean, that, really that's a like. long... It's just like, oh, who knows? Like, yeah. you sign a guy, it's like, ah, whatever. Right. Um, anybody else out there that you like, though? I mean, for the veteran, I'm with you on Blake. I mean, I think that's... Especially from, a like, a locker room vibe standpoint, after this offseason, I think getting someone in there after losing Marcus, uh, like Blake, is probably a very good idea. Um, for the fact that everyone loves him, for the fact that he did do a good job when on those rest back-to-backs early in the season in particular. And I think there's going to be plenty of those to go around this year between Rob, Al, and Porzingis, given uh, the Kristaps uh, foot situation at this point, which the team is insistent on is not going to be a problem uh, going into training camp. But uh, we've kind of seen this movie before with big guys. So I think that's certainly going to be a situation to keep an eye on all season long. And even if he is healthy, I think that's going to be a player that they're going to be proactively um, resting plenty to make sure that he, to increase the odds that he is actually good to go in April and May there. So it's, I don't know, I guess like is, is a, do you want a, a bulkier guy? Do you want a different guy than Luke, a more different guy than Luke on the front line or is Blake just and him, they showed enough chemistry and everything next year where you, you can see yourself just having both of those guys. And that's just, you're okay if either of those guys swing down the fort when needed um, as the season goes on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, I almost think the question is more like, instead of Blake, do you want someone who, if you need to, you're comfortable like running into the ground? Like, do you want somebody who's 25 instead of in their 30s and yeah. maybe is also an injury risk or at least somebody who you wouldn't be super comfortable playing three games and four nights if, you know, if two guys are injured or something like that? Like, do you almost want somebody who's just like, you can run and jump as well as you're ever going to run and jump. And um, if we need you to do that, if we need you to to play three games and four nights, if we need you to play both ends of a back-to-back in two different roles, like, and we don't think you're a particularly like good player, right? Like you're not, you're not nearly as skilled as Blake Griffin, even at, at this stage of his career where, where Blake, the body maybe isn't able, but the the mind is able to to still do a lot of things. 
Um, where are you better off just getting like an athlete who you say like, yeah, you're going to run out there and set screens and run up and down the court and you're going to throw your body around and, and take some fouls. And like, we hope we don't actually need that. But if we get into a situation where Al and Rob and Kristaps are like all have things right at the same time, which is an entirely possible thing. And it's like, yeah, we need someone who can go out there and just run around, like throw their body around and, and like basically take a beating while you hope that that Jalen and Jason can score enough in a couple of games to like steal you some wins when you're in a, in a bad spot in the middle of February or something. Um, so I would almost, that would be my question is like, do you just literally want someone younger with a body that you sort of trust more, even if they just aren't as good of a, uh, as good of a player or as, um, as able to sort of read and fit into a game like Blake was able to. And I, again, I don't really have the answer to that. Sometimes the answer to that is, well, if you, you cross that bridge and you get to it, right. If you have to cut somebody or make a trade right. to, to look for somebody like that, they're available and out there. Um, you know, a two-way guy signing a two-way guy now for for a center spot feels like it will not go anywhere. But if you get into, again, a really difficult spot where you're like, boy, we need somebody. Um, you'll also be in the middle of the G League season at that point where you can go find the best guy in the G League and sign him and say, we're going to throw you out there for a month and see what happens and, and see if you can can take those minutes. So even in that perspective, like I'm fine starting the season with Blake. And if like, if things change and you need to make a make an adjustment there, then then you make that adjustment later. But that would really be my only question there. Like it, but again, it's a two way street. Like does, is he going to retire? Does he want to come back? Does he want to play closer to home? Does he, where does he want to be? Uh, is part of that, part of that question. And then from there, I just don't think there's anybody else out there who's like, Oh no, you, you, you really missed out on this other guy by bringing yeah. black, bringing back to play Griffin. Otherwise they would already be signed. So it's, <laughs> I'm like looking through the list right now and it is pretty pathetic for like bigs. Cause there is like the guy you, you know, the, the younger guy who there literally is no like big right now who doesn't have age or injury question marks out there or just is totally washed. It's like, you know, I get Dwayne Dedman, Serge Ibaka, like, please, like um, Boban. It's just a bunch of guys that are either A, inherently flawed as players or B, are just don't have anything left at this stage of their career where Blake probably outplayed them regardless last year. Um, I feel like there's a couple of guys who maybe along the way, like they could have, I know this is very much like a blogger uh, podcaster sort of favorite, but like Dominic Barlow from the Spurs, who's back on a two-way contract, like yeah, they may have missed an, a little bit of opportunity on a couple of guys around the league who there are people who like, and like, I'm not going to pretend that I watch a lot of the Spurs. You know, I just know he's a guy who is out there who like, why isn't anybody offering this guy on a restricted free agency deal, like a full NBA contract? Like the Spurs have too many guys. They want him back on a two-way. If somebody gives him just a full, you know, guaranteed deal, could you get him away even on restricted free agency? They could have like maybe taken a chance on a guy like that. And like if they if the Spurs match, fine, you're back where you started anyway. You know, maybe there was somebody late in the sort of active part of free agency who you felt like they could have got to. But when you get to the point now, like you said, you look at the list of guys who are out there and just like none of these guys make a difference. So bring back the guy who knows the system and knows the team and fit in very well and who everybody liked. Uh, and is also respected around the league. He's a respected voice by players like Jalen and Jason, who are trying to achieve some of the stuff that he achieved in his career. Everybody seems to just think he's a funny guy who everybody likes, right? Like there's a lot of reasons why he would make sense to to bring back. So that's fine at this point. Yeah. It's funny that, cause you, to your point, like you could really sell opportunity to a guy of that ilk earlier and like a younger guy be like, Hey, you could really play here if you sign like there's a there's a 
Like you're definitely going to play like 20, 30 games, like real minutes, and maybe a lot more than that, depending on how this injury situation plays out. So yeah, the fact that they, you know, weren't able to use that to their advantage with, um, you know, anyone that was cheap on the market is, is bad. But again, it's a long season. I don't expect them to be quiet with this roster as the year goes along. They have a TPE. They have a bunch of picks. They're um, not using any of that. They're not doing it. I fully expect well, this to be a quiet season from a roster perspective. <laughs> oh, I don't think. Oh, I I expect. I mean, you'd have to move Malcolm Brogdon to do anything. But if they like, if they need to make moves to the roster, if like from a adding a a, a four or whatever, or just uh, trying to get off that contract because it's just not he's it's just not a good fit anymore. Slash, there's you know damage no, done I, from the. I hear you. The mystery, I, but you so you think they're locked in here. You think this is I, they're, they're not locked in. Like things could change. I think that their vision for this team is that the team that they have now, in large part, is the one that deli- that they deliver to the playoffs. I think this roster looks like what they want this roster to look like. Now things can change. You guy can get injured. A lot of things can happen. But I, you and I have been sort of separate on this since the Porzingis trade, where you're like, "There's something else coming. There's something else coming." I'm like, I don't know if there's anything else coming that's major. Like obviously there are other things coming to fill out the roster, but like. Right. I think they like the team the way that, that it looks right now. I think it fits a vision for how they want to play. I think it fits a a salary structure for what they need to have this year until they bridge and figure out a year or two from now. Like I I don't know. Anything could happen, but like I, I don't think they're gonna trade uh you know I, I don't think that Brogdon plus three picks or two picks trade is is coming at any point. Not this year, maybe next offseason. But I yeah, think I feel like it, I would expect them I'd be shocked if they don't seem a year from now. Um, so I don't know. I guess I would, I mean, we'll see what it all looks like. If Brogdon plays like he did last year, then that's a guy that it's going to be tough to remove in season from the, this team. Um, well, if but, he plays like he played in the playoffs where he was, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the like if he season, plays like he did in the regular season, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. I just think they can, they believe that they can win the title with this team. If it meshes the way that they, that they view it in terms of shooting and, and defense. So, um, and but did you see walk. enough? I don't know. I I get. I kind of just see Brogdon now as like, I never thought he was the right mix for like the final five as is last year, like a closing five, if you will. And so I almost like we'll see what Peyton Pritchard looks like. We'll see obviously how I mean Derek White's going to be front and center, but I almost view him as being like okay with him and those picks. I think you can do better for like the now potentially. Um and whether again, there is all sorts of additional considerations to go over their salary. But if like if you're going to move them next year, regardless, then I think trying to find an upgrade if an injury happens, or just because you want to take some pressure off other guys on the roster, uh, if you roll, you're happy with what what Pritchard's doing. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that. But I mean that we have a long time before that even yeah. comes to consideration here. Well, but and I don't, I don't disagree with you. What I disagree with is I don't think the team agrees with you, right? <laughs> like you and I are probably closer together on this. I don't think that they agree. I think that they think that his versatility is somebody who can handle the ball and score and defend bigger guys is more valuable than what you or I see. And maybe they're right. I mean, we'll we'll find out. But that's my point is not that they should not trade him. You yeah. Know, tell me what's out there. All that. It's that I don't think that they will trade him. I think that this is the team that they would ideally like to get to the playoffs. Because like I said, I think that they, they look at the team and say, we have a lot of shooting and that Brogdon is not going to be part of the closing five anyway. And um, that, that they believe that they have a, a 
team that can win the title. And I agree that they have a team that can win the title. I think they probably think they have higher odds than I do at the moment, but we're not like miles apart on it. Like they've been close enough where if the team meshes well and their vision for it comes together, then that's absolutely where they will be. Um, it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Hopefully they're right. All right. Well, I'm going to spare you from presenting his talk about the foot. Well, there'll be plenty for time for that during training camp. Uh, but make sure you're following Ryan at danger cart on Twitter and blue sky and wherever else you can uh, get him on social media these days. Will you act next week? We'll see still a lot of veteran men signings, training camp signings on the horizon here. I didn't realize Ryan that training camp starts a week late because of the FIFA world cup this year, but at least no Celtics will be having a season ending injury in the next couple of weeks. So that's uh they can, at least have that kind of an upside. Thanks to uh, Brissett and Chris Tops taking a seat here. I, yeah, I'm, I am totally fine with that. I do not need, <laughs> I do not need Jason Tatum leading team USA in the world cup. We can, he's reached the level of being an Olympic player only. So um not, no complaints about any of that. I'm happy to see other teams steal the spotlight for a few weeks in the middle of the off season. Uh, a nice change of pace for the players and for the beat writers as well on the subs for but all right well enjoy the world cup people and we'll talk to you guys next week